You listen to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and the United Nations held a conference in Vancouver where it involved the peacekeeping role of governments, and the Irish representation included Minister for Defence Paul Kyo. Uh, Minister, thanks a million for agreeing to have a, take a few minutes out of your busy schedule, and welcome. Uh, thank you very much for that, and um, it's a great opportunity to speak to some of the uh, Irish uh, contingent that are based in Vancouver and in the greater uh, Canadian country. Um, it's my first visit to Canada, and I'm really enjoying it, and my first time um, um, uh, to be here as, as a government minister. So, Minister, as the Minister of Defence, and this is to do with the United Nations peacekeeping, Ireland has always been active, well, has been active for a long time in, with the United Nations and peacekeeping. How far back does our history go with that? Well, from Ireland's first UN peacekeeping mission uh, in 1958 to this very day, uh, we've had a continuous presence uh, on UN uh, operations, and uh, we are, I know, greatly respected and value uh, of the input uh, that Ireland puts into UN peacekeeping. And I know that we value the work of the UN and see it as a, a very important element uh, of the efforts to bring about peace and security in regions affected by violence and uh, disruption. Uh, and I go to and travel to, uh, let it be Lebanon, uh, uh, let it be Syria, uh, let it be Mali, uh, and we have 11 missions, um, 10 on um, 10 land missions, and one sea mission, which we've only joined up uh, in the Mediterranean in Operation Sophia only in the last uh, two months. Uh, so we are very active. Uh, with peacekeeping. Um, we're very much respected. Uh, the Irish people are viewed as real uh, peacekeepers and peacemakers. Uh, in coming back, f coming from uh, the background that we come from uh, with our neutrality. And uh, the Irish are really respected in that we, let it be in Lebanon, let it be in Mali or wherever it may be, uh, that and all countries just love to be uh, in operation with Irish uh, peacekeepers. At the moment, we have just 700 peacekeepers uh, in, in all of our different missions. So, Minister, I note that before I emigrated and even in the time since, there was always a tremendous awareness and respect for the Irish involvement in peacekeeping among the, the, Irish, peop among the Irish people themselves. Oh, absolutely. And uh, there was, I think it was the Canadian Minister and I know the, um, the British Minister for Defence speaking yesterday. And it actually brought home to my own uh, understanding of it. When we do a, a review uh, of peacekeepers and of our troops that are heading abroad, and over the last uh, two years, I, I introduced that uh, if we do no longer do the reviews inside the barracks, that we do them out in the town. So let it be in uh, Cork, uh, Limerick, Galway, uh, or Athlone, Donegal, or wherever. Uh, I, I've insisted that we bring it out out to the town for this to be seen and for, uh, and for to involve all of the locals uh, to wherever the, 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 the review may be. And you then see the respect that the Irish peacekeepers are uh, held in and the Irish troops and Defence Force members are held in. And I, if you go back to 2016 and to see the Irish Defence Forces and the mark that they made on the 100th anniversary of 1916 to 2016, uh, like it was absolutely uh, marvellous uh, for everybody uh, to see. And I think uh, the flags to school ceremony where uh, Irish Defence Force members visited every primary school, uh, both Catholic and Protestant, uh, and in, within the Republic of Ireland, uh, delivering 
uh, the Irish uh, flag and a copy of the proclamation for uh, our centenary year 2016. And like that was, people found a new respect uh, and uh, um, for uh, our defence forces and maybe an awful lot of younger people that wouldn't have the opportunity uh, to meet members of the defence forces. Uh, they had a great opportunity during 2016 uh, and were very visible at all commemorations, specifically on Easter Sunday in Dublin. Uh, and they worked extremely hard. But not alone just on peacekeeping, they do a huge amount of work at home as well uh, as they aid to the civil power. Uh, assisting Garda Síochána uh, and other uh, state agencies of county councils or local authorities. And uh, to that end, I know unfortunately over the last few years, the Army have been called on to assist because weather has had a negative impact in many parts of Ireland. But moving on from that, if, if um, how significant then is something like this conference for you as the Minister and for the Irish um, involvement in the UN peacekeeping? Yeah, absolutely. There was uh, just 70 different countries uh, present uh, uh, in Vancouver on Tuesday and uh, Wednesday. Um, your own Prime Minister, um, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, your Foreign Affairs Minister and the Minister for Defence all um, were at the Peacekeepers Conference and all addressed the, the conference, as many uh, other UN uh, representatives in New York and um, uh, and within the peacekeeping uh, arena were all present and it was an opportunity for Ireland to pledge their support uh, uh, to the, the UN and to peacekeeping uh, and an awful lot of other countries um, uh, pledged their support. Uh, I know Canada pledged over 600 uh, members of their army uh, to different peacekeeping uh, missions uh, uh, within within the UN. So uh, all of this is welcome. That we're in a very different world compared to what we were uh, 15, 20, 30 uh, years ago. Uh, and it's, uh, peacekeeping is is really important, but it's about um, keeping the peace is one thing, but then bringing uh, the country back to normality is the biggest challenge that the UN has. Uh, and like when I visit Mali and see the challenges and the difficulties there, uh, then I say how lucky we are in Ireland uh, to live in a peaceful uh, state, a democratic uh, republic, um, and it's not everyone that realises how lucky we are. I'm privileged uh, to be able to go to all Lebanon, Beirut, um, uh, Jerusalem, Syria, uh, Mali, Africa, uh, and look at exactly the challenges and troubles uh, that those countries have. So, Minister, I know that at the conference you were able to announce uh, the uh, increase in pledge, some new pledges that Ireland are making to peacekeeping. Uh, absolutely. Um, we made some new pledges, specifically around uh, training uh, and um, mission readiness uh, and, and uh, everything like that. Uh, and they were pledges um, um, that, that we made uh, on, on Tuesday and uh, Wednesday. And I know there was a, all of the participating countries had their own individual uh, pledges uh, uh, as well. And, like, you know, peacekeeping now has gone so sophisticated. It's no longer just sending in um, 100, 200, 300, or 400, 500 troops. Uh, it's gone very sophisticated. It's gone very high-end uh, equipment, helicopters, um, everything like that is so so important now to any uh, mission uh, abroad uh, because, uh, like, you know, the, the, the threat uh, that is out there is a far more sophisticated threat than what would have been there uh, in the past. 
Uh, Minister, uh, one of the things that I wasn't aware of, uh, one of the pledges you made was for training for the delivery at the UN Training School Ireland. There's a UN Training School in Ireland? Yes, in the UN Training School in, uh, based in uh, DFTC, it's a um, Defence Forces Training uh, College and Centre uh, based in the Corrie Camp. Uh, that is where we train all our uh, young uh, cadets. That's where all of our officers get their further education um, and do all their courses in, in, in Defence Forces Training College in the Corrie Camp. It's probably one of uh, the most respected uh, UN schools um, um, and colleges uh, that are around and we have a huge amount of uh, people who come in and participate in, in some of our own courses built by courses that are built by uh, members of the Irish Defence Forces within conjunction with the Department of Defence um, uh, around uh, peacekeeping and uh, mission readiness and uh, conflict resolution uh, and preparing peacekeepers for, for, for whatever eventuality uh, that, that they may come in. And one big thing that we are now and that the UN are specifically looking for is uh, the participation of females in peacekeeping and women in peacekeeping because they see uh, women uh, as being able to solve uh, an awful lot of uh, conflict resolution uh, and that they have a total, women have a totally different thinking on peacekeeping than what their male counterpart might have. Indeed. So uh, you mentioned there that the school in the Curra is highly respected. So you would have, or, or the school would have attendees from uh, other participating uh, defence forces, military from around the world who would come to Ireland to be trained there at the school? Absolutely, mostly within Europe as we would have members of the Irish Defence Forces going to different countries. I know members of the Defence Forces have been in Canada, they've been in America, they've been in England, all over Germany, France. And this is a kind of a reciprocal arrangement uh, where we, we are able to assist each country, assists each other. Uh, and uh, because it is very important, because when then uh, that we go and participate in a UN mission uh, that we're working with uh, other countries, so it's important that we understand the countries that we work with instead of just landing in. Uh, to a mission and you're walking alongside it could be the French, uh, it could be the Canadians, it could be the Americans, it could be the English but at least you have some sort of history, of some sort of uh, history of, of a connection and a relationship uh, uh, there so that's so uh, important of that bridge building uh, is really important and education is a huge part uh, of, of um, looking after and assisting our Defence Force members so, Minister, I know your schedule is tight and I don't want to delay you much longer, but I have one more question, and that is, uh, having spent time there listening and participating, what would you say is your biggest takeaway from the conference? Uh, when you look at some of the African countries and um, when you look at some of the poorer African countries uh, and what they are able uh, to let it be, uh, whatever country it is, what they are able to assist in UN peacekeeping. And the ring that I got away from yesterday is that everybody Everybody has the one goal, uh, and that is to bring peace uh, to the world's most uh, troubled uh, spots. And the other thing that I uh, really got, the whole uh, African situation, or Mali, Sudan, uh, all uh, of that area is in serious, serious uh, uh, trouble. There's huge challenges uh, there, um, and population is, is, is growing. Uh, childbirth is 
absolutely it's the, the, the population is growing uh, t- uh, expanding thousands and thousands uh, per year uh, and that is a huge huge uh, challenge uh, going going forward well minister i'll wrap up here because as i say i'm very conscious you're on a tight schedule and i really appreciate the time you've taken it's been tremendous to get an update and to learn from you uh, so much about ireland's commitment to un peacekeeping Absolutely, and I'm delighted uh, to be here uh, in uh, Canada, uh, and uh, I know uh, being here in Vancouver where uh, the Irish government only agreed in October uh, to open up um, a consulate, a permanent consulate with a, a permanent consulate with a permanent um, representative here to assist the absolute brilliant ambassador, that's uh, the Irish ambassador uh, to Canada, Ambassador Jim Kelly, who is doing an outstanding job and his office is doing an outstanding job here. Uh, Canada is a very important uh, country, has very tight relationships with uh, with Ireland. Uh, both our uh, former teacher, Genda Kenny, and our uh, sitting teacher, Leo Radkar, has uh, visited here in the, in the past 12 months. We've had eight uh, government ministerial visits uh, to Canada in, in the past uh, 12, uh, 12 to 16 months. So that's, a, and like there was, there was over 10,000 working holiday visas uh, made available to Irish uh, people to come to Canada uh, in the recent years. So there is a new, young, dynamic Irish uh, community here uh, in Canada. And if I had one message uh, for them, uh, it would be to get involved uh, with the Irish community, help each other and assist each other. And we've had some um, um, uh, difficult situations here only in the, in the, in the recent while uh, with that drowning of that uh, Mayo uh, chap. And it was brilliant uh, that uh, the Irish community rallied around uh, to assist his family. Uh, and they, they, it just says a, a huge amount about the Irish community. Indeed. Well, Minister, thank you very much indeed. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. No matter whatsoever. Thank you very much.